silver screen project. Welcome to the Silver Screen Project, where we look back at a series of films in anticipation of an exciting new cinema release. In preparation for Kenneth Branagh's new film, A Haunted in Venice, we've gone back to the start of his Poirot trilogy with Murder on the Orient Express. Mm. What did you think of Murder on the Orient Express? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, it's like a classic murder mystery. They kind of update it a little bit. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know the original story. I think it basically follows the, the, yeah, the thing. I think so. Update the characters. The cast are pretty good. I think they're probably be the strongest part of it really yeah. and it looks good there's, there's a couple of little actiony bits which you mm-hmm. don't really expect from a Poirot film but yeah it was it was okay I don't think it's meant for me this film but it, <laughs> I had a pretty good time with it what about you? Um, yeah I enjoyed it I mean it's, it's definitely made for Christina because two <laughs> okay. things she loves are murder mysteries and films set on trains so <laughs> okay, um, yeah. no I really, I really liked it it was better than I remember it being I think yeah, like yeah. in the last couple of years uh, the sequel to this has kind of tarnished my view on this a oh, bit oh yeah this is much better isn't this it? is yeah. much better and I was watching it and I was like actually this is really good and like you said like the cast are great mm. like all kind of the, the cinematography yeah. and stuff is there's brilliant there's some interesting choices there's some nice shots from like above that they use for yeah. the crime scene kind of stuff and like going through the carriages yeah, yeah. Is, is really good but yeah I was just like this is a, this is a good film I, yeah. I, I think as well because it was Kind of messed around with that Fox Disney merger, yeah, wasn't it? This was yeah. one of the ones that was going to be in I cinemas, and then was just thrown on Disney Plus. It might be, yeah. Two was definitely that. I don't know if one, uh, maybe it might have been affected by the tail end, of yeah, it, or, or maybe it just didn't get much press when it came out. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, Kenneth Branagh yeah. is great. It's, very it's, good, it's yeah. his new kind of passion project in a way. <laughs> like he used to be all about Shakespeare, now he's all about Poirot, <laughs> and he he is really good. He really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes the character's a little bit silly, yes, but it's part of the character. He seems to really enjoy doing it. Yeah, they've, they've. Uh, I mean, the, the main, the main visual change is he's got this kind of crazy mustache that yeah. is supposed to be. I guess it kind of ties in with his his uh, kind of obsessive personality and his OCD yeah. kind of thing. I've got something in trivia about the mustache as well. Right, okay. Because they but, kind of start, they mention that up front, this kind of d- disorder or whatever that he's got. And they kind of use it as a way to explain yeah. his extra sensory detective skills. I think I feel like they lean into it quite hard in that opening scene and then it doesn't really come up. And I feel like maybe... Yeah, I feel like that was... That wasn't necessary. One of the main things I didn't like about mm. that is basically saying, oh, he's good detective because he's got OCD it's, it's a bit like the autism superpower thing isn't yeah it? and yeah. it's like yeah. oh come on and like it's also like it's that he can most see most OCD doesn't show itself like this no, as well I don't think anyone's does like, he says that uh, if things are out of balance he can he can detect them immediately and, yeah. and crime is always out of balance and it's like but crime isn't like the 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 term crime isn't like a natural thing so it's yeah. you're kind of putting your own belief system on this a little bit it's it's a bit, and he obviously can't detect stuff straight away because it takes him until the last ten minutes of this film to figure it out. Yeah, otherwise it wouldn't be a fun film, would it? But, yeah, you know that's that's a minor thing. I know we're jumping around a little bit. The cast we were saying, um, very it's, good. It's great. All, all of them are great. Like uh, so, Johnny Depp is is the victim. Yeah, he plays like a great like asshole. Yeah, and, he's like, in it for like what twenty minutes. And at you most. think like, oh god, I hate that guy. But he does whatever's going to happen, and yeah, then he gets yeah, killed. Yeah. I thought it was great to see Daisy Ridley. Me too. Because, yeah, yeah. Obviously, she has done loads outside of Star Wars no no so, I, yeah the, she's been in a few films that have either 
been delayed or been like panned yeah. or she's had she's been quite unlucky i feel like her i feel like her introduction that there's a part where she's talking about the wines and she has a weird line about oh i like a good rose and it's like a bit stilted uh, yeah. but other than that i think she's quite convincing she has some quite yeah. emotional bits later on and i think yeah she's pretty good she she's good um willem dafoe is very good is fun. i love it when just the change when he calls him out of the accent yeah. and he's like what was it that got got it me wrong kind of thing like, yeah uh, he, he's i did feel like when, when i was watching this i kind of forgot all these people were in this even though i'd seen it right, before okay, yeah. and i was like oh yeah joy depp's in this oh yeah daisy ridley's in this. oh yeah willem dafoe's in this yeah. and i was like oh yeah i think all that's something people. that's got over the second one as well there is a big cast in the second one but it's just from memory it's not quite as yeah, kind of well balanced this, this one, one does really good things like after when the murder first happens yeah um Poirot says to the carriage oh there's been a murder and the camera slowly moves down the mm. carriage and each character kind of has a line to say yes. in character and it means they each kind of get a bit to say and you get to see their reaction it's it's a bit like ham-fisted mm. but i quite enjoy that yeah. like introduction to I, each I, character. I agree i think one of my gripes as we're kind of jumping around later on when it when it goes into the interviews and stuff it kind of gets to a little bit of here's this character's chance to do a bit of a monologue yeah. here's this character and there's a few of those in a row and i was like the pacing of those is generally quite good. There's three interviews that are interspersed, the less interesting yeah. ones. I think a lot of that works quite well. But there was a period in the middle of about half an hour and I was like, okay, this Josh Gad does a little dramatic bit about his dad. And, you yeah. know, I know that's kind of what this film is in a lot of ways. It's it's character pieces and it's how they all, yeah. how they all and the way they connect is another thing we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. But yeah, I, Michelle Pfeiffer's pretty good. I mean, yeah. she doesn't, I feel like she doesn't get that much to do in this despite no, she, towards she, the end, she's, she's Kind good of, at the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. Judy Dench, she really doesn't do much in this film no. at all. And same with Olivia Coleman. I mean, I feel, even feel like, and maybe it's because I've just come back from Germany. I feel like her accent's not very good, but, no. but it might just be me. Um, there's there's a load of people that I don't know their names off the top of my head. The weird couple are weird. I, I feel like oh, that's a kind of strange. I yeah. assume that's in the original story. It seems like a strange I guess tradition. So, yeah, like yeah. Um, there's the doctor who ends up being Daisy Ridley's like secret lover. Yeah. He seems okay. I don't he's think he fun. gets much to do. Yeah. Either. Um, and there's yeah Josh Gad. He's okay. He kind of plays the same character. Yeah, he's he's better than he is in a lot of things. But I think he actually doesn't play the same character a lot. Normally he's like <laughs> the Disney character. Yeah. But it's just he, it wasn't super super memorable. And yeah, there's there's a fairly big supporting cast as well. But those are all the the main ones I remember. Yeah. And there's the guy who plays Book. I think he's quite well, good. He's quite fun. He comes back for the second. Yeah. Doesn't he? He's kind of just like he's not the foil necessarily, but he's almost like the POV for us. Yeah. He's and, asking the right questions at the right time. And, and often works as basically like Poro's assistant yeah because yeah, yeah. he knows he's not involved in the murder so he can just he's assist. outside of the yeah carriage it's, it's good to have someone you you know is not there who can then yes, ask poro these questions to get mm. him to talk about the case yeah um i think the yeah obviously the main kind of thread through the film is this uh kidnapping and murder that johnny depp did yeah which I remember the first time I watched this, I kind of just kind of overlooked it. It was more like, oh, it's interesting that all these characters are connected. (laughs) (laughs) And then like, watch it this time when you kind of, you see the clues more and you know who did it at the end. 
I found it really interesting seeing all these reveals of this story. And yeah. also, it's a really fucking sad story. It's really <laughs> sad. And I, the, one of the points that Poirot makes is like, there was 12 victims to this crime, or the, yeah. however many more, 12 extra victims on top of the, the actual death kind of thing, plus the, the main couple. Yeah. I, I do think, I know this is like the core of this story. I do think, if you think about it too much, it gets a little bit ham-fisted and, and kind of convoluted. Yeah. I, I know that it's this like grief-stricken Michelle Pfeiffer has meticulously planned this thing and you're supposed to just be like, okay, that's fine. And I'm, mm. I'm on board with that. But like, I feel like if I'm thinking back, I don't remember all their connections specifically. I know you don't have to really. Yeah. But it's like... I, I did it at one point towards the end of the film I turned to Christine and I was like how is Josh Gad related to the baby? And she's like, oh, his dad his was the dad judge. He was, was pressed the, into yeah. getting yeah. prosecuting the maid. And, and there's like, and surely, but sure, surely as soon as you know, and also it, it like, it was 12 stab wounds and there's 12 people that are connected. Yeah. But I guess maybe because one of them was the porter guy on the, that who was in the carriage, he yeah. wasn't immediately connected to it until right at the end. So they were like 11, to, you know, his brain maybe didn't match yeah. up with the thing. I mean, it, it's, it's a cool thing. And I think the fact they all did it is a very kind of, it, this what makes this story famous, right? Yeah. I think, and I, th- I think it's a really fun thing because you watch through it and you're, I, first time watching yeah. it because I didn't know the ending. No, no, original. me neither. No, and no. it was like, oh, it could be that. But it does the classic yeah, yeah. murder mystery thing. Where it's and like, like the oh, Poirot could be that doesn't could even be that really person. know. Uh, yeah. he, he is literally going like, it's got to be one of you. And then he's like, but, but, and he kind of, yeah. you see the, yeah. And then when it's kind of the reveal that it's all of them is, I think the the whole ending of this film is yeah. really good. Like where They've got the last supper cinematography The last there, supper yeah, cinematography. Yeah, 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 and when yeah. he's talking through it, like the classic murder mystery bit where you- And you get a couple extra all black and white reveals. I think yeah. it's, it's weird and kind of sad and fucked up that they all just like sat and watched a home movie of like the dead family to like really get themselves yeah. in the mood for this murder. <laughs> I guess that's kind of the thing you do if you're doing a murder plot. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, that whole shot and the acting is is really is good, really yeah. good. Yeah, and that is well, like we said, that's when Michelle Pfeiffer really kind of yeah. gets her time to shine. When in she's this. revealed yeah. to be Linda Arden. It's also very coincidental that that signed photo was a like silhouette and you couldn't tell who yeah. it was as well. There's lots of coincidences, mm. but I guess that's just how this stuff kind yeah. of always is. I was thinking it? like that, that weird couple who like at one point, I think when I first watched it, I thought they were like an incestuous couple and they were, they were <laughs> hiding their romance or something. Yeah. Cause, cause it's weird that like, there's something that happens in that meeting where she's like, don't worry, he he's figured it out already. And then they start like, cradling each other and it's like but aren't you supposed to be married I don't really understand what's going on yeah it's that the, weird the, the smudge letter thing is so silly it's like what the fuck were they doing there like yeah. I guess in a way that's uh, when they they were the only ones who no they were involved with it weren't they yeah of course yeah but yeah maybe the sister. that's one of the clues that was meant to be placed like the the thing in the locker uh, you know, yeah there was lots of uh, red herring kind of situations I think it's there? one of those things like like a lot of murder mysteries is that like it's really fun for the ride yeah when you stop and start picking it apart it's yeah. like oh actually this bit and this bit I think bit. yeah if you've got more than you know most of the time a murder mystery will be maybe two people committing it together this yeah. is 12 so it's gonna be a bit messy isn't it yeah and exactly I, I also think like to get it slightly into the into, I mean do you want to go some more good bits oh yeah well, one one last thing that, that I kind of forgotten from when I watched it before is that there's some bits of this that are really funny that right, like, just yeah, made yeah. me like there was yeah. that one bit where uh, he, when he's interviewing Josh Gad and he's talking about how he's stealing loads of money from uh, 
Yeah, uh, Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, what's the what's the English word with the chocolate? <laughs> fudge. Oh, yeah, you fudge the numbers. <laughs> I was like, that's really oh, funny. Yeah, I remember yeah. That. yeah, yeah. And, and it's all very of... intense as well. Like he's, yeah. he's really yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> does that want the word with the chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's just there's a couple of comedic bits yeah, where it's yeah. just like, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, um, into more negatives. The only mm. main thing I really had was the whole framing of Poirot. Having OCD, OCD was yeah, a bit yeah. annoying. Like him treading in the poo twice, and and the yeah. and the eggs and stuff, and like that. I actually, didn't mention that opening mystery where he's with the priest oh, yeah. rabbi and the imam. That's that's a good that's little intro. Really fun, and, and it's the fact that it's not a murder, but it's him solving it. It's kind of yeah. showing that he's not always doing murder stuff, and those are just the serious cases that we yeah. that we see. But it, it introduces the character really well. It's and a little bit logic. Um, Sherlock, um, Johnny, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. with the cane where he puts it in like oh, you know he's yeah. gonna run into it that's a little bit like, i was gonna say it's a bit like sherlock, sherlock. sherlock. Yeah. like oh he saw the crack in the wall and that could only mean one thing someone who wears boots who wears boots the <laughs> well, is, yeah yeah i just feel like the characterization and it, it, it's at times he's very sherlock and it's kind of just like this guy's just really nosy and he just always wants to know other people's business yeah i don't think he's always the most likable character but i don't think he's really meant to be no he, he there's a couple like with johnny depp when he offers he's like you need to like work for me or whatever and he's like nah you're you're an arsehole <laughs> yeah. he's just like he's very blunt and he's just yeah but yeah the um the Armstrong thing, I thought the the main story. I think the first time it's revealed, it's kind of like, what the hell is going on here? And mm. then it kind of starts to to loop in a little bit more. I don't really have too much problem with that, but I do think, like the, talking about the planning thing again, it kind of both implies that it was meticulously planned but then they also like all just made stuff up along the way because there's bits where it like shows them all just like rummaging to do stuff and it's like yeah. it's a miracle they managed to even pull it off in the first place yeah. with so many moving parts but again i think that's just that's part of the whole thing i feel like the the the, the ending where it's like i can't so you know, i might need to you, you could get your opinion on this but when he's like i can't lie to the police so you're gonna have to kill me was that an extra test to see if they were good people or not? I, because I, it was she killed. She was going to kill that's herself. How instead. I took it. Yeah, as okay, like yeah. If if she had fired at him, then he, he would have called. He the would then see her as a killer as a and killer. wouldn't have any problem. And, and the, the whole thing is it is it supposed to be like the um you know in a firing squad you you everyone's got a blank bullet or whatever so you you all can go away from it assuming you might have been the one who didn't shoot them. Is that the whole thing with the stabbing? Because they're not all killers, but surely, like the first person who stabbed them would have actually been the killer. Well, yeah, I think. Or is it that he was already drugged so much that he was already drugged? So, you, and it's like you don't know which one of the knives would have killed him because they're all kind of amateurs. Just put. I mean, they all wanted to have yeah. a, have a go at it. All wanted to share it out, <laughs> yeah. but none of them wanted to be the single definitive killer. And that's why Paro couldn't use his powers to detect a killer because none of them were killers no, none but of them. it's like but you all are killers because you yeah like that's i think i had a bit of a disconnect there with I, that think, I think there. i think they probably had the disconnect of like yeah we all want to take part in getting this guy but they don't see themselves as a murderer kind mm, of thing yeah yeah, yeah i think the characters have a, have that disconnect that, yeah i did get that but yeah i think i mean it makes sense I, it, they all kind of they all kind of get to go free but they're all kind of still feeling guilty yeah which is kind there's of there's the part where they're kind of before he comes out and kind of says to them all like oh you know I'm, I'm off see you later 
they're <laughs> they're all kind of sitting there with their guilt and it's like oh did they do the right thing and all that yeah it, i think yeah it kind of works but i feel like that the, the process of getting to that point confused me a little bit towards <laughs> the end but yeah it is what it is fair enough um do you have anything else or i've got some no I, I thought it was funny at the end when he's like oh there's been a bl- murder on the bloody nile you've got to go do the next film for <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, all right we'll, we'll get into that next week because it's a different it's a different murder it's a different from the murder it's not the same one it's yeah. murder with the nile not death in the mile yeah the yeah yeah they can't use murder twice in there uh, they should use murder in all of them just to make it a cohesive <laughs> thing because you see murder. haunting in venice up in the lights you're not gonna know it's Poro for a yeah moment, so. even if it's just like kenneth branner's or Poro uh, in yeah, yeah or something yeah. i don't know but i do quite like it they're not ham fisting like when they did like yeah. knives out a gl- uh, glass onion and knives oh, out mystery yeah i wasn't a fan of that no just glass <laughs> onion yeah yeah um so a few bits too i've got i've got kenneth brenner insisted on the huge mustache um <laughs> because it was constantly described as notable in the books i think he said there's 15 easable easable findable quotes in the book where they, his moustache is described as, like, magnificent. Oh, or, okay, okay. Or and also, <laughs> uh, the first film version of this in 1974 came up two years before Agatha Christie died. Right. With Albert Finney as Poirot, and he's got kind of a little, teeny uh, little moustache. Apparently, Agatha Christie hated it because he had a tiny uh, little moustache. Okay. So I think he was trying to be more book accurate <laughs> by going really Go over the top. straight into it, yeah, fair enough, okay. Um, also, uh, Johnny Depp was late one day and hung over... <laughs> Okay. being Johnny Depp yep. and Kenneth Branagh absolutely laid into him in front of like everyone like screamed at him and said like if being on time is too difficult for you I'll I'll replace you I'll get someone else in Ooh. like uh, apparently after that Johnny Depp was in early every single day for the rest <laughs> of his filming fair enough yeah <laughs> yeah I mean imagine getting a dressing down in front of like your colleagues like that, I can cause... imagine Kenneth Branagh could be quite uh, yeah, scary, yeah scary as well yeah, yeah. Um, and and finally, uh, at the end, uh, when the cast uh, lined up like the Last Supper mm. meal, uh, Linda Arden, Michelle Fiverr's character, was sitting in Jesus' spot because right. she's the mastermind. Yes, okay, um, yeah. And the spot where Judas sits is empty on their table. There's an empty spot where Judas right. would have sat. So okay, it's okay. kind of implying that they're all a team and nobody betrayed them, right, I guess, okay, yeah. by leaving that spot only. But then also yeah, the numbers then add up. Yeah, because of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, look at that. That's a cool detail. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of goes to show that that shot is really intentional. Yes. Because yeah. when else do people sit in a row of like 12 no, exactly. on the same side? Exactly what I was thinking. I mean, it's also the way you could you know, get away with it is that he needs to address them all at once. They will have to be sitting on the same yeah, side, but, but it's still a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's, it's cool. And it's, yeah, we, we spoke about some of the shots. It's one of the, the nicer shots in the film. Yeah. yeah. It's a good looking film. It is a good film. The train looks great. The mm. the journey looks great. When you see the shots like out the window, you're yeah. like, you really believe it is the 30s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also, I, we didn't mention it, but like it really sets the scene with like what's going on in Europe in the yes. 30s. Yeah, yeah. Where it, I think it talks about like Linda Arden's Jewish, a couple yeah. of others are Jewish, and William Defoe's fake Austrian guy yeah. is a really over the top like, <laughs> like Hitler supporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like when, when it's revealed. Yeah, and he's the, like, sorry about the remarks. <laughs> yeah, like the 
first thing he says is like, yeah, sorry, sorry about that guy, just in character. Uh, yes, the last thing to ask is whether or not this got you more or less hyped for A Haunted in Venice, Project or Project No? Yeah, yeah, it did, yeah. It was, it was a good film and it was it was nice to revisit it. Yeah, very fun time. What about you? Yeah, Project definitely. I enjoyed this more than I thought I would and I think this is a really fun interpretation of Poirot. It's yeah. just, yeah, he's got his flaws, but they all do. And it's yeah. just like, I like a good murder mystery, so why nice. not have like the classic murder mystery? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is Murder on the Orient Express. We'll be back next time to do Death on the Nile and then we'll go see A Haunted in Venice. Yeah, we will. Ooh, which we very nearly accurately guessed what the title oh, would be. Oh, we did, yeah. I, uh, Killing in Venice, I think yeah. we came up with, didn't we? Something like that. But so not bad. It look, I saw a trailer. It looks a bit spooky. Yeah, spooky. I think it's a bit of a... Ghost, ghostly time it's called A Haunted in Venice so you'd hope it'd be a little bit spooky. maybe it's like a Scooby-Doo mystery where it's like I, I, a I genuinely pull think off the it mask. might be like that yeah because yeah. I feel like the trailer has like a, a, sh- a figure behind him and he's like oh yeah. and it's not there <laughs> that'd be great just do a Scooby-Doo <laughs> Scooby-Doo yeah but yes thank you for listening yeah if you want to check out more stuff like this we got The Project Project on the same podcast channel goodbye bye Project Project